You're the grandson of a prince. It's about time you learned how to use the sword. Ogres have returned. Ogres. Ogres. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're here to talk all about Alfalfa. Or episode three, Lady in the Lake. Oh yeah, we it's a once upon a time it's podcast. It's a once upon not, a time podcast. Not not an oats and grains podcast. I I, I always get those confused. Yeah. <laughs> He's special. It's okay. Yeah, but a lot of new stuff this week. Uh, we, we have a uh, new character. Uh yes. Brand new character, new situations, new timelines, the whole shebang. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get to the episode summary and then we'll talk about the episode. All right. Here's a quick summary as opposed to 45 minutes of us jabbering on. Emma and Snow try to find a way home in the wreckage of the Enchanted Forest as they butt heads with Korra, the Sorceress Supreme. Henry learns about Regina's vault and Charming learns why you should always include Henry in your epic quests. Plus, we get to the Mad Hatter finally reuniting with his long-lost daughter. This week, it's all about family. Yes, it is, but it's also about Snow White kicking some A and taking some names. Yes, Snow White is amazing. I told you she was my favorite. She, she very imp- even more impressive than you know she usually is in flashbacks. This episode in the fairy tale land present day storyline that happened during the right. episode. Uh, you know she's she takes down an ogre. That was impressive. Uh, she takes down Sleeping Beauty, which was fun to see. Oh, she had it coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I actually thought uh, the whole uh, sleep, Sleeping Beauty uh, Mulan. It, well, Mulan was okay, but it, it, really they seemed kind of one note. It was kind of they, you know, they'd say say something about wanting revenge, and then they got they tried to get the revenge. They became part of the group. And then they got sent away every two minutes, basically. Yeah. It was like, hey, hey, you guys go out of the room now so me and... Uh, Please go out of the room so the adults can talk. We'll come <laughs> get you when we're ready for you. That's, yes. Yeah. That's definitely the feeling they have. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, you know... But Snow's awesome. She's so, kicking some butt. Definitely. Definitely. She, uh, She's not only, you know, the... Uh, Bad A fighter. She always. <laughs> I keep try- having to keep from saying the Sensor. word. Uh, you, you know, like the hardcore uh, fighter warrior that she was in all the flashbacks before. But it seems like you know she's a bit more tempered with her response. She's not quite as emotional uh, of a fighter. Well, she's still pretty emotional. Yeah, she's still pretty emotional. But it's more mother's love emotional than. Where's my man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like more than teenage. Where's my man? Yeah, you, 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 you can. I, I think you can definitely see the age, the extra twenty, twenty eight years, years yeah. on on the her performance, though Jennifer Goodwin Goodwin's yes. uh, performance for Snow this episode, which was kind of cool. Um, definitely. Another thing that was pretty stand out with this episode was um, Henry tricking Regina after he's been defending her for the past couple episodes, to get her big roll of keys and going down into her vault, where she keeps 
hearts and miscellaneous other <laughs> items such as a chest full of venomous snakes. Yeah, those were the snakes from Those were the snakes, yeah, from, from the, the Genie the, episode. The Genie episode. So, I'm hoping Genie's coming back. Yeah, he I well, like when they're like they're doing these little like, oh, here's hmm. from this one. He can come back in any flashback. Totally can come back. Yeah, and I, I, what happened to uh, Glass, the character he was in Storybrooke? Didn't he get sent away to prison or something? He got sent away somewhere, yeah. yeah. Something like that. But uh, Gina Carlo Esposito, the actor who plays him, is on that new Revolution show, which is probably why he, he's That's not being why they featured sent him away, very really. much. But hopefully we but can... But I'm sure he can do a guest spot. Yeah, he, he's one of my favorite characters. And it'd be nice to see him come back uh, now knowing what, what uh, his, his character, <laughs> who his character really is. Right. But yeah, uh, what do you think else? What else do you think might be down in the vaults? I don't know. Like, I really want to know because there was three very specific, prominent um, containers, and mm-hmm. like Henry chose the chest. He actually chose the biggest one. I'm curious to see like the other one sort of looked like a pot, and then I don't really remember what the other one looked like. I'm thinking it was another pot type of thing yeah. up the up top one. But it, then there was a whole other wall that they just, you know, briefly showed. And I really want to know why did she keep those specific items? Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure she had, had had a thought behind each one of right, them. Because, and I'm sure it wasn't just sentimentality. No, she didn't just go, oh, the poisonous snakes. Those oh, were One good. time I tricked the genie, remember? Yeah, remember that? No, she's not just like she pulled... Over Maleficent for a reason. She had to have kept those for a reason. Wait, wait, was was that our first time seeing that whole extra room in the vault? Because I don't. Uh, I don't. I think it was hinted at being there, but it was definitely not shown. We really only saw right at the bottom of the stairs the drawers of hearts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, plus. You know, we got a new character this week in the form of Sir Lancelot. Sir Lancelot. Of the Round Table. Formerly of the Round Table. Formerly. Yeah, and he mentions the reason he's not palling around with King Arthur anymore is because of a woman, which, as if you know your Arthurian legend, it, it was King Arthur's wife he, he fooled around with. They had this affair, and he got banished. This is what happened to this, him. Well, that, there we go. He's in fairy tale land. Yeah, for for some reason he got uh, transported over to fairy tale land. Now I wonder if King Arthur's Round Table is part of that same world, or if it's a separate world. And the reason that Snow White recognizes the name is because any other world is like a you a know story. a legend or a fairy tale, right? Oh, that within would be fairy neat. tale land. That would be it, it's another door in the hat. Mm-hmm. I bet it's another door in the hat and. It's their stories. Yeah. yeah. I, we, with as much focus as they put on Lancelot, I, I would not be surprised at all this season if we get a flashback to Camelot. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, how it went, really went down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's no way As far as was, him and Guinevere. You know, a once-and-done character. Yeah, I, although he, he was a character who was introduced and basically killed off in the same episode. Yeah, he was pretty much killed off. In the yeah, same because episode. Cora was masquerading as him for who knows how long. No, and somewhere in twenty eight years. Mm. Mm. Oh, I really liked when I uh, when Snow realized it too when uh, Lancelot mentions Henry. Her face just turns. She just like turns around, all smiles over to Emma, and then 
flip backs with the knife. Yeah. Pushes Emma aside and comes back with a sword. Mm. Um, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> Again, snow. Awesome. So, also something I found pretty entertaining. Last time I was saying how it was really cool how Red was finding her voice. This time, Aurora was taking charge. Kind of trying to. She was trying to seek revenge for her prince's death and pulls a knife on Snow. <laughs> that doesn't end well for her. No, it does no. not end well for her. Gets she gets flipped. Over. Snow's like, uh, princess, think again. Not going to happen. Find a new way to channel your anger. Mm-hmm. It, it really seemed, though, like, and this, this was one of the minor criticisms I had with the episode. It kind of seemed like she, she gave up that whole revenge thing pretty quickly. You know, she kind of gave up it's on It's Sleeping that. Beauty. It's she. She's not tough. She doesn't have a great attention span. No, no. You can tell she's got the lofty blonde. Mm-hmm. There's there's lot lots of space up there. <laughs> and she went traipsing through the forest in a dress and a cape. This is true. This is Complain true. Pl- pl- plus, you know, Mulan had had some input there too. Maybe that might have might have uh, affected her mindset about it a little bit. A bit, but she still went for it after Mulan told her, "Don't do it." Mm-hmm. So she still was determined to try and have her revenge. Yeah, it, it's it, with uh, Mulan and Aurora Sleeping Beauty. It, it's I, I, I'm waiting for them to have another episode that's focused around them. Yeah, well, they don't have their backstory episode yet. Yeah, yeah. This so is true. their backstory episode has to be coming in at least three episodes because we and, and know you know we we have to see Mulan and Philip's backstory too before right. you can make a determination on that angle. The whole which oh, person who do you love yeah. while you're dying, <laughs> right? Definitely. So in this episode, they had a, the baby curse, you know, where uh, <laughs> the baby curse. Yeah, they weren't cursed with a baby; <laughs> they were cursed with no baby. Um, you know, S- Snow uh, King George gave Snow this poison that you know rots out the old womb. Oh, there was no rotting of the old womb. Okay, a cursed womb. A, a cursed, cursed womb. womb. That, that doesn't sound much better. That sounds better than rotting out her insides. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. I suppose you're right. You don't grow babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, we we get the curse, and uh, it, it, it kind of didn't have a lot of uh, dramatic tension, though, since we already knew that she was going to have Emma. Right. So it was like, oh, well, how are we, how is she coming out of this one? Mm. So Yeah, you knew it had to be resolved either by the end of the story or, you know, sometime before present day. Right, yes. But, I mean, it, it was also a means to an end. For one, we get to, got to see Charming's mother again. Yes. And two, we got to find out how Snow learned how to be such a good parent. Yes. From from Charming's mother. From Charming. That was she had her brief day and a half of having mm. a mother in law who was a nice woman. Yes, gave her gave her life uh, gave her so life. that Snow might have a child. Definitely, I think they should have split it. I know it was only a little bit. There had to be, you know, if she had just taken taken a drop. Taking a drop, it, you know, it scabbed over. It didn't completely heal. What, did Did you ever see when Lancelot no. and Charming's mother made that deal with the water? I think it was all in the eyes. I think because I was watching because mm-hmm. I watched it twice. And 
you don't realize, you know, didn't realize it until after the first time. And so the second time going through, I'm like, all right, I want to see something. Did I miss an aside? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was watching when she hands it to Lancelot, there's sort of a nod. Mm. Now, it wasn't anything dramatic. It could have just been, oh, thank you for the flask. But yeah, it was never indicated you put this here. This is what will happen. There was nothing. I mean, she she was dying. She was mm-hmm. very much on her deathbed. Yeah, I also wonder if Lancelot made up the whole cups tradition, or if that. Was oh, I'm sure he made up the cups thing. tradition because <laughs> he had to have known there was at least some in there, mm-hmm. and he wanted to give them their best chance. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So while the. Uh, Ogre was attacking, or before when they were finding out that there were ogres, Emma says something like, like what? fee fi fo fum And I'm like, <laughs> is, is that leading us to believe there's going to be some Jack and the Beanstalk this season? Have we heard anything confirming or denying that? I, I have nerd heard. You have nerd. I, I have nerd. Heard he is rumors. a nerd. I have heard no rumors about Jack no and the rumors. Beanstalk. <laughs> um... I think I read something. I don't know where it is, so I don't have like a gr- gl- glanced over it quickly. Something mm-hmm. about the giant at the top of the beanstalk. I think it's another lost connection, if I recall. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it's another lost connection, which is fine. I don't know anything about lost, so they're lost <laughs> on me. That's but, why they're Easter eggs. But exactly, it's another Easter egg. But I just thought that was neat. That are they just? already introducing it putting Mm -hmm. it in your head is it going to be somebody else in storybook that we don't know their backstory because there's a lot of people we still don't know who they are oh yeah yeah i I wonder if there's about them this week which is very frustrating to me (laughs) anyway anyway you know that's it's another another possible candidate for dr whale I don't know. Have we ever seen a golden goose like in Mr. Gold's shop or something? Seems like there is happen. so much stuff in Gold's you, you, shop. You know, you know, you know Stiltskin has to if they they have the whole golden goose Jack and the Beanstalk thing. The uh, Rumpelstiltskin has to be in there somewhere just oh, because of the whole to. gold There's thing. Gold. Yeah, there's gold. He is gold. He spins gold. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing I noticed in this episode that I think is well it was the big overarching theme of the episode and i think it might be of the season is just you know that that old like uh you know fairy tale moralistic thing putting yourself before your loved ones putting putting your loved ones before yourself yes might be a little bit better for what you're I reversed, going for i reversed that <laughs> scratch I wa- that reverse it sorry i watched the bizarro version <laughs> of once upon a time this evening no putting your loved ones before yourself and even above your own fears love safety you know anything, anything positive anything negative it's the power of love no no i veto your singing this week i veto your singing but no i definitely i saw that and you know, I like that they have that over, like, that over arc of love. Now, hopefully, it carries through. Mm-hmm. At least well, to a percent. Well, I mean, even even within the episode, you saw the the lesson carry through about, about you know, putting yourself before others from, 
putting but, others ahead of yourself. Putting I don't know why I keep <laughs> I don't know why you that. keep doing that either. That probably doesn't reflect very well on me that that's the mistake I keep making. I know, I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the lesson goes from Prince Charming's mom to Snow to Emma and you know, right. not only do they learn the lesson but they get a chance to all three of them get a chance to apply it within the episode right. too, which is pretty cool. Okay, another thing, it was very small at the end. We see in Storybrooke King George. Who we haven't bum, seen yet bum, bum. in Storybrooke. And coincidentally enough, he's spying on Charming and Henry as they're <laughs> play sword fighting. So I'm really intrigued to see where that goes. Is he going to, you know, snap back into trying to get Charming and be like, what did you do? You ruined our deal. Mm-hmm. Or is he going to be a little bit more loving? Well, I, he I, looked not so nice, though. He looked a little rough. I guess, I guess it all depends on how, you know, in the past in fairy tale land, the enchanted forest, how taking them taking the kingdom back goes. Because uh, you know, if if they take him prisoner or whatever, then it, it might not be. It might not go so happy well. times in Storybrooke. No, but depends on how they. But left again, it. we do have. We, yeah, we do have that gap in our storyline mm-hmm. between the curse and where we just left off today. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing I was actually thinking about is because when the the big opening scene in the the first episode of this series wasn't that Snow White and Prince Charming's wedding. Yeah day yeah and we already we saw their wedding day here we saw too. their real wedding so it's just a, this was just their private ceremony I yes guess. they had and a private they, ceremony and then they're having the reception to follow once they've taken the kingdom right well of course unless they get divorced because between she, now and then dun 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 don't listen to him that's inappropriate there'll be no divorce it's, they it's, were cursed it's no white and prince <laughs> charming do not talk bad of them <laughs> Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see about King George for sure. Now, speaking of uh, developments in Storybrooke, Regina's no longer the mayor. She has been asked to leave. Yes, yeah, we see her in this episode. What brief amount of time we do see her in this episode, she's packing up the office. You know, and she, she even though she has her powers back, she really seems to be Calm. going with it and okay with it. Now, I wonder if that's because she's trying to win Henry back, so she's trying to, you know, play it straight and narrow, right. or if she has, she has something up her sleeve. She like. totally has something up her sleeve. I do not believe she's headed for redemption. I'm a naysayer. Do you think she's even going to try? I don't know. Or if she's going to appear to try? I don't think she really try. wants to. I think she'll definitely appear to try. Yeah. She will appear to do whatever is going to be best for her. Mm-hmm. And for her, that's getting Henry back. So, I don't know. I I just, I, I have no faith in Regina. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm going to... She's not ma- so nice. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Oh, here we go. By the end of this season, Regina and Emma and Snow and Charming and Henry will all be besties. Besties? Yes, besties. You're pulling Regina into the besties. She's yes. coming into the family? Definitely. Regina will be part of the crew. Oh. I don't like that one. I hope he's that, wrong. That, that's my prediction. I hope he's wrong. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. I've never liked Regina. 
Well, no, because even in the flashbacks, her nice and sugary sweet seems so fake. Well, what about pre her boyfriend getting killed and everything? Did you not just hear me? It still seemed fake. It still seemed fake. It still seemed. See, fake. I thought she seemed pretty genuine. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, she Ooh. wasn't as. Remember those scenes with Little Snow where you you know she's like trying to. Ask Lil Snow uh, not to tell her mother about the stable boy and her leaving and everything. Like, yeah, and then her she, fantasy she had of found where it, she killed Lil Snow. But that was that was <laughs> later after, after after Snow did what she did to deserve being killed. Thank you very much. Absolutely not. If you're I not mean, on Regina's side. You're not on my side. That's all I'm going to say. All right, the line's been drawn. Then my side, your side. <laughs> So also we see a lot go on with Cora, which I was so excited. I'm glad I'm glad and upset for everything that happened. Um, so we knew Cora was in the pit. And it turns out we learn that she didn't really lose her powers as everyone thought. Mm-hmm. And she has killed Lancelot. And has been posing at him for X amount of time. Which means that she's way more powerful than we were even considering at the beginning of the episode. We we had no idea she had this type of power. If she can maintain a version of her in a cell and maintain putting on a facade and appearing as Lancelot and leading, you know, the little village of refugees they have there, like, she must have just massive power going on. I the deal that she made with Rumpelstiltskin's got to be insane. <laughs> it's got to be insane. Yeah, like, we we still don't know where she's been though. She's been in the pits. Well, I mean, between getting shoved through the mirror. Well, from what it looks, what I'm seeing is this little because they're on an island. All the refugees are on an island, mm. and it kind of feels like. That is what wasn't touched. The island? The island. Because, I don't... I mean, they never say yet how they all came together. Yes, they said there was some bloodshed. Yeah, that they they claimed and cleared the area. Right, but that's because they were bringing so many different groups together. Mm-hmm. Out of necessity, because, well, ogres and the strange lion serpent thing. But I want to see one of those lion, serpent, and goat. What what did you think about the the ogres? I thought they looked just a little chintzy. But how are they not going to look chintzy? I say versus going all CGI, you you get like a couple bodybuilders in there and put them in makeup. And even if you film them in front of a green screen and make them appear much larger than the human characters, I, I... I, I think that would have looked better. Go go 1970s Incredible Hulk route versus, you know, modern day Incredible Hulk route. Oh but my. that's just me. That's just you. I, I don't know. I mean. I just thought they looked a little fakey. They looked a little plasticky. Mm-hmm. He looked, definitely looked a little plasticky in his loincloth. I don't think mm-hmm. that was necessary. Give the ogre a bigger leaf. I um, I did like though how just like any boss in any adventure video game ever to take him down you had to shoot him in the eye. Well, of course, that was fun. Of course, that's the weakest spot. <laughs> so I don't know. I really we see so much with Cora, and then at the very end, she's she rematerializes in Emma's nursery and puts a little bit of dirt in a vial that starts to light up 
and shine. Yeah, red. well, it's the ashes from the cabinet. It is right? the ashes from the cabinet, but that means there's still magic in them. If they, she puts them in a jar and they start changing colors, mm. it's not like we're just you know cleaning some dirt off the kitchen floor. Yeah, basically, she just scooped up a big pile of the plot for the next couple weeks. Into yes, a <laughs> yes. She put it in, and watch, we'll just jump over it next week because they're mm-hmm. doing that to me. Who is in New York? Yeah, I know what they still haven't. Dr. They Whale? still haven't went back that at all. Back to uh, not the guy not in a New glimmer. York. That's why, like, my only thing going back a little bit. King George. Hmm. Did you know? Do you know the guy in New York? Because anytime there's somebody new at this point, I'm thinking, are you connected to that guy? Because yeah. we have no idea who that guy is, and we don't know what you've been up to. Mm-hmm. So. Very suspicious. Very suspicious, definitely. I am sure we'll see more next week in the episode titled... Crocodile. Crocodile. Hmm. With Captain Oak. It's going to be fun, though. So if you had to give this episode a rating between 1 and 10, what would you give it? I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5? Yeah. I based in relation to the other episodes this season, I'd give it a a 6 just okay. because the other episodes were so much better. Right. Overall for the series, I'd probably give it a 7.5 yeah. or an 8. It, I feel it, so. There was a lot going on. It was mm-hmm. done well wasn't wowed by much yeah it, it was a good character episode it wasn't a big episode on plot it wasn't a major episode but it was an average good well, episode yeah, it, it was a good episode like good episode. They, they they were there were progressions for characters relationships but not a lot towards you know except for moving the, the plot forward like as far as storybrook reintegrating or anything it was just it was a good character piece you know we got to see henry and grandpa oh, fighting henry with and some grandpa. swords uh mother and da- daughter fighting in fairy tale land and jefferson reuniting with, his, with daughter. his daughter and we can all thank henry for that happening mm-hmm. and now maybe jefferson can put the stinking rotten hat back together mm-hmm. and help us all out now he'll just be the Hatter instead of the Mad Hatter. Oh, he'll probably still be pretty mad. Yeah. Because he was mad before. Yeah, he still had the crazy eyes even when he was hugging his daughter. Kind of creeped me out a little crazy bit. crazy eyes. But he, he's not only supposed to appear in a few episodes this season. Yeah. He's not like anywhere near a regular player. Player, I think I heard like four or five. He'll four be or five in. episodes? Yeah, and Is he's already been... what we've already seen? I, I would assume. Oh, so he's well, already been in like, like three. one more time. So we'll see him get the hat back together maybe. And this is all speculation. Complete, but, uh, like absolutely nothing to back it up. We'll, we'll see him get the hat back together maybe and then he'll, he'll be It'll be like the, the episode before the season finale or something. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll drag it out. Very possible. Very possible. Very possibly. Anyway. All right. Well, that does it for our... Uh, Thoughts and opinions. A little bit of a roundup of the episode. Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake who never made an appearance. <laughs> that bothered me a little but anyway. Okay. And now we're going to go ahead and move into news. Once Upon a Time this week, as far as ratings are concerned, gained 3.1 million viewers. Which is pretty phenomenal. It was the number one scripted show uh, for the third week in the row on Sunday. Beat out Amazing Race. Uh, and 
It just overall performing really, really well. Postseason baseball. He didn't want to mention it because it's a sport. Yeah, I'm it not a big sports guy. Out playoff baseball by 25%. Okay, so I promised a little bit more speculation for Dr. Whale. We were trying to figure out who he could possibly be. And a lot of people have been throwing around Peter Pan. Well, hey, that's all three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have, I found an article from in July, actually, before I'd really heard much about speculating him to be Peter Pan, about him being either Peter Pan or Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk, Mm. which going back to my fee-fi-fo-fum, I found to be pretty, pretty interesting. So the speculation is saying that Jack being Jack from the Beanstalk and the way they broke it down was saying that she suspects that Dr. Whale's first name is John and that a whale is very big and gigantic, so he could be Jack the Giant Killer. That was where they were trying to pull that from. And again, like I said, this is way back in July before mm-hmm. we'd even seen any of this epi- any of this season. Um, they also throw out that, or is he Peter Pan? Because even they're admitting that the connection between Whale and Jack and the Beanstalk's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, but again, it's because he sort of acts like a teenage boy with the relationships and seems infatuated mm-hmm. with Ruby. And um, how it's sort of unclear how much control Regina really does have over him. Seems like he has she has some, but then not so much. So. I'm really interested to see if any of that comes to light. So, um, another fun thing from this week, and you may have guessed we were kind of entertained by it, was Snow's awesome, fantastic archery skills. Mm -hmm. She has not picked up a bow and arrow in 28 years, and she shot an ogre dead in the eye (laughs) in one shot. There have been some comparisons on the Twitters um, like this one from um, at Samantha Callagy. Pardon the pronunciation if it's wrong. Um, Katniss Everdeen would be je- would be jealous of Snow White with that fierce bow and arrow takedown of the ogre. Just saying. <laughs> For those of you not aware, Katniss Everdeen is the heroine from The Hunger Games, and archery is what she is fantastic at, and basically wins with. Yeah, that's her chosen weapon. Her chosen weapon, which apparently it's Snow's chosen weapon mm. as well. Because they open an entire like chest of weapons and she just mm-hmm. goes, Ploop. Well, this is like the year of the archer. What, what Hunger Games, Snow White and the Huntsman, the movie oh, that came yes. out. Uh, she did a lot of archery in oh, that. Okay. Avengers, Once Upon a Time. Everyone has an archer. That's it. I'm... Um, I'm picking up archery. I don't know. I, uh, there's a lot of squirrels and cats in my backyard. It's like the 1890s up in here with all the <laughs> archery. <laughs> and now it's time for listener feedback. Earlier this week, I posted on Twitter and asked you who you thought Dr. Whale might be. We got some good answers. Uh, either King Arthur or, as basic as it sounds, the whale from Pinocchio, <laughs> which you know could be, but that seems like a pretty obvious thing, although it might be... One of those things that they put out there that seems so obvious that it couldn't possibly be that, and then do the double twist, and it is actually that. But shouldn't it turn into a whale then? There could a wizard did it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. 
remains to be seen, but I, I would assume there would be some sort of transformation there. We've already seen a man turned into a cricket, so this is true. Anything's is true. possible. And then we had someone else say that the whale would be obvious, but they'd be wouldn't be shocked if that was the reveal. Um, and someone else says that they support the King Arthur theory because uh, he there has been a King Arthur Disney film. And uh, he also said that Charming wasn't his prince. And then they also say it might be Scar from The Lion King, which might be straight. I, I, I don't know if we're going to get The Lion King in here. You never. But the creature was part lion, part serpent, mm-hmm. part goat. I'm o- so they're eating The Lion King. I'm okay as long as they, Rafiki's involved. Oh, Rafiki. It, Kuna. No, Timon and Pumbaa I know. Were I just wanted to sing cook- it. I just wanted to sing. They were always the big cooking characters, but I was always a Rafiki fan. Finally, as Smart Alex said, I think he's a supplementary supplementary character, which is one hundred and ten percent accurate. But go ahead and uh, we did uh, get a great letter. Oh, I was just going to oh, say, sorry. if you want to go ahead and keep an eye on our Twitter account at GF Storybrook, and I'll throw out another question this week for next week's episode. But go ahead. Go. Uh, sorry, I got excited. We had a really good letter. Yeah, a really good letter. Okay, so here we go. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. You really characterized this episode rightly as an info dump. This structure didn't rivet or entertain me as much as the debut episode of season two. I felt that it was a little too all over the place and that there were several unnecessary filler scenes, like going back to see the dwarves push Sleepy over the line, that didn't tell us anything new. But that there was indeed a lot going on, which stimulated odd thoughts, such as wondering what insurance... Scrolling, sorry. Insurance company will be eating the loss of all the cars wrecked from Hurricane Wraith. The two standout, bit, standout bits in this episode were hilarious to me. First, Jefferson ditching Charming. <laughs> Note to the earnest yet thick Prince Charming. You can't have an intense controlled conversation with a crazy person. <laughs> Second, Dr. Wales, where are the women at? Comment about the nuns was such a contrast to the concerns of the rest of the townspeople in the wake of Magic's return. I really don't think he's Dr. Frankenstein because that character was never really interested in the ladies. The Peter Pan theory makes much more sense when you look at the doctor's character. He has the skill and the arrogance of Peter and the interest in lots of ladies, just as Peter had his eye on Wendy, Tinkerbell, Tiger Lily, and the Neverland mermaids. Two notable points about Peter are that he needs fairy dust to fly, which Grumpy and company are now off to mining, Mm. and that he is a character who always has his ability to visit the real world, as in his visits with Wendy's home in London. Oh. Mm. Plus, we know that Charming is not his prince. And with Captain Hook on his way into the plot line, Whale being Peter makes even more sense. I also enjoyed hearing your preferences on the universes, Oz, Mother Goose, that you'd like to see incorporated into the plot line. Personally, I'd love to see characters from Hans Christian Andersen's tales. Many of them have even more tragic endings and more familiar fairy tale characters. I'm thinking in particular of the steadfast tin soldier or the little match girl. And it might be interesting for the writers to explore that type of doomed vibe. I would just like to interject here real quick and say, you know, uh, Hans Christian Andersen, totally dark. The original Grimm's fairy tales, 
even darker. Go read the original Sleeping Beauty. This is your assignment for this week. Go read the original Sleeping Beauty or the original Little Mermaid. I, if these were written today, they would be in the mature section of the bookstore there. Very intense, very dark, but also very fun to read. They were versus, you know, more modern retellings of the tales like the Disney versions or whatever. It's not really saying, you know, true love conquers all. They were basically tools for parents to use stories to tell their kids to scare them into doing right, more or less. So they're they're a lot of fun. So if if you go and read uh, one of the original Grimm's fairy tales and you want to talk about it, go ahead and write us. Uh, and we'll give you the address here in a second. But go ahead and uh, go with okay, Wynn's last time. paragraph. And speaking of the Marvel Universe, I think Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, mm. could easily smack down any magic user in the storybook world without even leaving his sanctum centurium. Unless Mr. Gold already has the eye of the... Say it for me. Agamotto. Agamotto. On the shelf in his shop. He could easily dispatch any race, ogres, etc., Maybe he should replace Emma as sheriff. Thank you, Wynn Mercer. I hope I'm pronouncing that right for your fabulous letter. Oh, yeah. Great letter. A lot of good information. And I like the idea of Doctor Strange. I, if if it, there is any – because Marvel comics are always more sci-fi than fantasy. You know, DC is more mythology. But if any character in the Marvel Universe would be a great fit on Once Upon a Time, it would definitely be Doctor Strange. Well, if you want to write us, you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter, at GFStoryBrook. Uh, or you can find other ways to contact us through Facebook, Google+, whatever, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Oh, okay. Uh, you look like you had something no, oh my God, you nothing. <laughs> Okay, well, I you had could... the deer in the headlights. Look, he pointed at me like I was supposed to talk. I was like, Go. really covered. Google, Twitter, Facebook. I don't know. What else is there? Okay, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. And you can follow me at A-M-D-E-S-I-M-O-N-E. You're going to learn it sooner or later. This week we'll pr- be pronouncing it as Decimony. Or Decimone. Or Decimony for, for this week. Or Decimone. Or, or Decimony. Well, anyway, <laughs> until we get to meet a crocodile next week, <laughs> greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Story